It was probably a song that reminded me of it, or I'd done an Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. Writing is definitely an isolating thing. From an yeah. outside perspective, that's weird as well. It makes fun. us look really um, mental. But that is because of what it kind of said about art. I did. I, that had fun in bits. There were fun bits. We went, and, we went and bought a value pack of straps. Oh my god, going. we did. There is a big lesson here to learn about storytelling. Hey guys, welcome back to the Alpharetta's Podcast, official podcast of digital and creative media works for each week. We taste it for pop culture, try to break it down to better understand it. My name is David. My name is Ben. I've noticed that my ability to coherently articulate the introduction to our program is getting progressively worse. Like it the longer kind of we do the show, fluctuates. Yeah, some you have weeks some I good know, weeks. Like, you have some real fucking horrible weeks. Like that started off pretty bad, and then I was like, I'm just gonna power through it. You pulled it. I thought yeah. you were gonna restart it. To be honest. Oh, like go, like go from I the top. You were go yeah, <laughs> I thought about it, but then I was like, you know what? I don't really give a shit. All right. The pe- the pe- people <clears> they, David. They, doesn't really give a shit. Yeah, put that, that on a t-shirt and sell put it. Put that. You can. I. You could, but I feel like wearing a t-shirt with a swear word on it is like an like an edge lord kind of. Yeah, thing. that's like it's the like, hardest. I'm so hardcore, yeah. man. It's like could you? you there's don't a have lot to of there's a lot of really cool like Jim Sterling t-shirts, but they all have swear words on them. It's like ah, because like, all of his catchphrases yeah, have swear words. Like, in I'm over them. the age of eighteen, I can't wear one. Yeah, I feel like either you have to be a kid or a real asshole. Yeah, and like. You know, you don't well, want to self-identify. Unfortunately, I'm neither of those. Uh, Little asterisk citation needed Wikipedia thing. Yeah, that's what it's... Yeah, yeah citation. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but this week, uh, Ben's dying, by the way, if you can tell. Um, I am sick. But, so I'm not going to talk much. This is a David yeah. episode. Just the David. But one of the nice things about this week has been that I finally got to play something that I thought I hated, and then maybe I've changed my mind a bit. Because <laughs> this week, we're talking about the challenge of No Man's Sky. Oh my god. Hello, games. Hello, hello, games. Hello, hello. Sean. Is it Murray, me you're looking for? The man, the myth, the absolute f- fucking dropkick of a PR he, um, person. He, the funny thing about Sean Murray is I think in the two years since, since the game has come out, he has entirely redeemed himself as a person just by being a really interesting online presence. I don't know if you follow him on Twitter. I do not follow him But you should. It's kind of... I, I love his... He's unbridled positivity in the face <laughs> of every like he well, is one I, of those guys who is just so fucking positive. <laughs> like it doesn't matter what it's about. Like he's just like doesn't have a cynical bone in his body, and I kind of love that. I that that was really funny because when sort of when the game was released and he was they were sort of going through this shitstorm when the um when when the first two players like w- f- like got to the same planet. And like couldn't see each other, they were like, "Okay, that confirms that there's no multiplayer." Mm-hmm. When people asked him, his first response, instead of sort of going like corporate, which he should, which he should have, and going yeah. like, "Ah, oh, multiplayer isn't implemented," yeah, blah 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 blah, he was just like, "Oh wow, I didn't expect two people to find each other on the first day. That's crazy. You're blowing my mind." And people took the absolute hiss out of him because it. of that. He's just a dude who like everything for him seems to be a revelation. And he's, I kind of don't hate that. You know what I mean? He's like a Peter Molyneux fanboy, but like in Peter Molyneux's shoes. Yes, where it's that's just exactly like, what it he's is. He's like, he's reacting, he's he's getting really excited about what he's saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, <laughs> like, as a fan of himself. <laughs> it's like, so they, they posted, a, there, was a, there was a thing on Twitter today uh, of like people have been posting their experiences with Next, um, which is the update they just put out, which we're going to be talking about primarily. And one of, one of my favorite things is like, People are really excited about the game because it's kind of what they thought it was going to be when it first came out, and it is yeah. that. And like, it's really cool and fun At and least interesting. It's, it's more like it's closer what, to what it's closer people imagined in their head. Yeah, there's. We'll talk about some of the fundamental 
like problems with the game structure in a minute but one thing that i really liked is people building really cool bases and then tweeting them at sean murray yeah. and him being like genuinely ecstatic that people are building cool things and i'm he's like, like he's, people playing my video yeah, game holy like, shit he's like a kid in a candy store i fucking yeah. love it i love that that like you know you can be a grown adult in an industry that sony tried to like they tried to like corrupt your company and make you into something you want and then still be like they made a really cool base like yeah. i just love i love that he hasn't given in to the crushing despair that the rest of us we get, feel. He gets called a soy boy a lot. Why? By, by like, the alt-right. Oh, is he a uh, bit crunchy? Do they think he's a bit crunchy and granola Yeah, they think he's a bit of a, bit of a cuck. Right. Yeah. What is- soy boy is like, uh, what is that? I don't want to get into it, but okay. soy boy is just- Give me the shorthand. I don't know the uh, lingo. Some people think that eating a lot of soy- Increase like decreases your testosterone. Oh, it levels. makes you like more it makes like a you woman. more like feminine, yeah. even though it's not how yeah. it works. Yeah. I feel like if anything, that would. Yeah. Anyway, probably increase. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But um, yeah. No, like it. it it's interesting to me that. So so a bit about we have a whole episode where Ben literally explains to me beat by beat how this game came to be and then like the pros like the history of that. Do we? Um. Yeah. It was did a while we do ago. Do an episode on this? Yeah. Yeah. Ages we must ago. Have. This game was about huge. two years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. This game came out. Two and years yeah. Ago. So if you haven't listened to that, that covers like the history of like the development of the game, which Ben did a really good job of explaining. Um. And like what happened with the development. Team. Apparently, I don't remember fucking. I don't any remember of it. it at all. But people were like, yeah, "That's a really informative episode, David." And I'm like, "Sure. Go right. Cool." Same with the PUBG hear. one, where they're like, that was really in-depth and interesting analysis. Oh, to be fair, I, 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 I researched the PUBG yeah. one. <laughs> there's, there's a few episodes that we've done of the show where I'm like, I'm really impressed by like how well we executed it because like, of research. Then other ones where I'm like, I'm really impressed with how like how well we executed that because of like zero fucking yeah, research. With no research, but because it, it was like a personal thing. But I, I like I like having both. But this one is going to be kind of both kind because mishmash. I've been thinking about this game a lot, right? Because mm. they so they they were like, hey, No Man's Sky Next is coming out. It's got multiplayer. Which is a big thing that people wanted from No Man's Sky. And the whole time in my head, I was like, this is basically just like Space Engineers and Astro. What's that game called? Astroneers? No. Uh, no, Astroneers, yeah. Yeah, like this. this, this Astrono- Astronomy is, I don't know. Yeah, whatever, yeah. However, you, however you say it. Like this game, No Man's Sky Next, like the, the update, like the game that they were trying to make before they published yeah. the game. It reminds me a lot of games that have come out since that have been cool and interesting ideas, but haven't really worked. Well, it's, um, it, like, the next is really interesting because when when No Man's Sky, like, came out or when it was sort of being advertised, it wasn't being advertised as, like, a survival game. Mm. It was just being advertised as, like, go and adventure in the stars. Like, that was the video game. Yeah, and, it's like- and, you know, people would ask, like, what do you do? Like, what do you do in No Man's Sky? And... Like some people sort of figured out, it's just like it's probably a survival game. Yeah. Um. But and it's... the game and and when No Man's Sky came out, it was just a really really bad survival game. Well, because it's not a survival game. It's well, the... more like a like because well, it is now. <laughs> well, here's a th- here's the interesting thing about what they've done. This is one of my kind of gripes, I guess, with the game. Well, when I say survival game, I mean like. Like Minecraft level survival, where yeah. it's like it's not really survival. It's like Minecraft on easy mode. Yeah. Where Although, it's like and like space engineers, like yeah, you, you not, just not have, like not like Daisy. Though if you play this, if you play No Man's Sky on survival mode, it is basically like that. Oh, there's a survival. Mode? Yeah, there's like uh, you you because you joined my game, you didn't see the playing? different options. Yeah, but there's like uh, I played on the the standard difficulty okay. where it's like right. how you're supposed to play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's like a creative mode and like a hardcore mode and like a survival mode. Oh yeah, yeah. 
There's also a permadeath mode, which sounds fucking awesome. That sounds horrendous. Yeah, yeah. like that. I'm like, who who wants? That's like Daisy. I, yeah, I do but not want that. One of the cool things about the whole idea of this game is like it started off as this kind of mishmash of a bunch of ideas, and really like the people that liked it a lot were the people that played it and understood that it was what it was. Like they were playing it and they went, oh. I really like you the idea kind of, run of around. yeah you run around you kind of do this stuff and you travel from system to system and it's kind of like meditation like you turn your brain off you focus on this small task and you kind of get into the flow of like no man's sky yeah and I kind of I've been playing it for like the last two days since it came out I'm trying to get in as many hours as possible before this episode so I could speak from like some kind of authority but <laughs> this asterisk I've only played like nine <clears throat> hours or I've Jesus I've played like yeah. two yeah yeah well like I just did my best to try and play as much yeah. as I could. And I'm not really good at games like this where it's like this resource management stuff because I tend to lose track of what I'm doing. Yeah. But I made like a really concerted effort to to really focus in and do it. And what I've noticed playing it this time versus the first time is I understand a lot more of what I'm supposed to do, not because of like quest markers, but because the game design is better. Like, Well, there's there's more to do. It's not like in the first game you, you so quickly hit like just a wall where it's just like what do i do now like there's no there's nothing that i've learned that there's no like systems that i've learned that i can go babysit or there's no like reason for me to stay on a planet but at the same time there's like there's no real reason to go to another planet except for just you have a vague idea of that's what you should do and like maybe there's some stuff yeah and like maybe black holes fucking i don't know but it, it in this game in with next the update it's not a new game uh there's sort of yeah you have like those small systems where it's like you can get fucking refined materials and you can build a base and you can yeah i mean you could the i find it's really funny because i i looked at like the patch notes for 1.5 mm-hmm. which is what next is and it's like it's like three things it's like multiplayer refining materials you can build bases anywhere graphical updates that's it and i was like I was like, no, there's, there's definitely more yeah. since I played it. Well, it's it, and it, and because what this is, this is the culmination of like foundation update, yeah. the fucking whatever. The yeah. there's been like five updates that I've just been like, no, I'm not playing it. Yeah, but this this one is the one where they were like, you know, this is basically the the free expansion, the free DLC. Yeah, this is the finished game. Yeah, like that's why they were just like, it's not the blank update. It's next. It's basically the sequel. But yeah, you know, it's, it's basically No Man's Sky two. Like, the first one was, like, a tech demo. This is, like, the finished Well, it's, product. like, the first one was, like, Minecraft Classic, and this is, like, Minecraft Alpha. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it's still very much an alpha. <laughs> it has a vibe of, like, yeah, being... There is, like, unfinished bits to it. I mean, I crashed a desktop once, so, I mean... Yeah, it's... I got the full Nomad well, Sky experience. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what I kind of like, though, is... So, something that I was concerned about is one of the biggest problems with the first game is, like... Once you got enough credits to buy a really good starship, then it made the game really easy because you it made warping more efficient and you'd use less materials and yeah. you know you had better guns so you got damaged less often so you had to repair less often. So you would just immediately a, just get over the hill. Yeah, the difficulty. And curve. there was kind of a curve there where it was like about two million credits. It was like to get a class <coughs> B starship, which would get you pretty much everywhere. Yeah. What they've done that's really interesting is that's been scaled up huge, like hugely since the original game came out to where now. You can get a really good starship, like, for about 3 million credits. Like, they've kind of yeah. bumped that up a tiny bit. But what's really cool is if you play the game enough and you pay enough attention and you just kind of fuck around with stuff that you see in the sky, 
you realize there's like a ton more things to do that like they just don't advertise. So like I I, I came out of warp um into a new star system this afternoon and like this frigate was being attacked by a bunch of like criminal or like uh, I don't know they were criminals but like yeah like space pirates and like yeah. their fighter ships and I was like and it there was like hey you can help defend them if you want and I was like you okay finally help defend them in this one <laughs> I was like okay and like the space they combat's really cool and really fun and like I really had a good time and I like nearly died but I got them and I was like cool and it was like and then I got an incoming message because there's now like a messaging comm system on the mm, starship yeah. and it was like hey the the commander of the star the frigate wants to chat to you yeah presumably to like say thank you and give i was like oh cool box. he'll give me like some money or whatever and i get there and he's like yeah i'm really sad running a frigate's really hard do you want it I'm like, <laughs> yeah I'm like, you're like okay sure <laughs> so i got this frigate and he was like thank god i really hate this job and i'm like wait what <laughs> wait 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 a minute yeah, wait like, what <laughs> they had, like, your character to it i was like okay so then, then i own this frigate and i'm like now what? Oh, what and then I, I, he was like yeah go talk to this guy in the comm center and i'm like and, and like i suddenly i system. went from like I, I like yeah i jumped out of warp defended a ship and suddenly i'm like trying to plan a, a trade route to somewhere like like it very quickly i was like oh this is and then it was like oh do this side mission and then build this room on the frigate to do this and like accidentally I, a space captain yeah and then and i was like oh you can build like you can base build within the frigates so you yeah. can build new rooms and like put in new shit yeah. so i was like captain's quarters bitch i got myself a bed some oh, nice man. plants it was real nice that- and then it, and then he was like hey you should recruit someone to run your base on your ship and then i was like oh and then he sent me to a spaceport and like suddenly i like unrelated to the rest of the game i was like well, i'm gonna make this a fucking dope ass frigate and i was like <laughs> i'm gonna go get this space commander to run my base and he was like hey you need to get a science officer to help me research stuff oh my God. so you can build new compartments and stuff can you- and it was just really like it the push the, the friction of those systems never felt unnatural where it was like like he didn't just turn around and be like, here's a frigate, thanks. He was like, man, my job's really hard. I don't like this. Help me out, man. And then he's like, hey, go. like it felt very natural with the way that the game's written. And this is something that I want to talk about as well. Like the voice in No Man's Sky is much stronger than in other games I've seen. But like you'll go up to a weird altar thing in, on like some random planet. And it's got like a really interesting description and translation of like what you're seeing versus what you're reading. Right. I, I like the the friction between those systems never feels like it's trying too hard. Um, so like, for instance, when I recruited that science officer, he was like, yeah, uh, you got to convince someone to fucking come do this. Though. Like no one's just going to do it for free. So you can like pay the guy, give him some unit of currency or go to a quest for him. Right. And I was like, well, I've got dick loads of copper. So I'm going to give him like 500 copper. And yeah. he, you know, he comes along and helps me out. And then instead of what I was expecting, which was him to be like, Hey, go recruit this person. Like, you know, I was expecting to be like, recruit your 10 officers and then yeah, your base yeah. is finished. He was like, no, go to the star system and get me ammonia. Give me 250 of them. I was like, like why? He's like, I, wanna, I, just, I just want it. Yeah, he was like, I need it for my research. And I was like, what research? And he was like, just, I don't know, tell Because I didn't speak his language. Like, I didn't know what he was saying. Right. But I was like, even that's cool. Where I'm like, I just, I guess we, this, I guess I'm just going to do it. Like, that to me is kind of fun. Whereas other games would be like, well, you got the guy, so go get the 250 ammonia to build the thing. Whereas it, it's got like enough in-context stuff where if you don't have enough of that language... You just kind of have to trust the person that you've hired. And that, that to me, like, I imagine that would annoy some people, but I like how immersed I get in that. Yeah. Like, those systems never feel... Um, we talked about it with the VR uh, table tennis one, they, like, the levels of abstraction. Like, I don't have to abstract and be like, well, I'm playing a video game. I was like, this guy who works for me in this universe needs this thing, but can't actually communicate it. So why would I know why he needs it if I can't read what he... Like, if I don't speak his language? Yeah, true. 
Which I kind of like. They'd just be like, you have a vague idea that he needs it for this. You're like, no, fuck off. Yeah. He like, it's like he's like he puts it into your terminal and gestures at you with urgency. Yeah, and you're like, like, all right. You could tell him no or yes, and I'm like, I don't know what I guess. Like, you're like, I guess. Yeah, and that's kind of I, I don't know. I'm not seeing many games toying around with that level of abstraction where it's like in other games you'd like you know you get the quest like say like a Skyrim. You get a, someone's like, hey, my they stole my claw like that mission in River River whatever Riverwood. Um, where the shopkeeper's like, they stole my golden mm. claw. Go to the Bleak Falls Barrow to your first dungeon. You know. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, Baby's first dungeon. Like, I'm gonna go to my first dungeon with Draugr to and kill them, and then yep. get and get the dragon shout, and there, I'm gonna come there's, back. There's a couple of bandits on the way, and it's important for your quest because that's how you find out you're a dragonborn. You can read and absorb the words on the wall, and it's like, okay, cool. Well, I don't hate that, but. It very much feels like he turns around and he's a, like... You played a second time, yeah. you're in the shop, you're like, you're like, I don't have time for this yeah. shit. You're like, I don't want to... You yeah, can just I tell don't. him no and then go steal his dragon claw, but like, yeah. it, it has an element of him being like, hi, traveler, would you like to get your first quest for your first dungeon? <laughs> like, whereas I feel very much with No Man's Sky, um, even the main quest, you don't know what the fuck's going on half the time, because most of the people don't speak your language, or they're like anomalous travelers outside of time and space who don't really care what you want. And it was yeah. just like, here's some warp fuel, go to the center of the universe if you want, but also you can do this other thing, which is the Atlas Road thing, which is kind of cool. So, like, yeah, it just doesn't... I mean, hope, like, have they have they changed the center of the universe thing? Because I know in the original game, the, the, the quote-unquote ending of No Man's Sky was complete horseshit. I don't know how that works now, but I feel like... They, the, they have to have fixed it. I assume they must it have, was, but I feel, I feel like the impetus so for that is more interesting now because previously you just could that was the main quest yeah is you get to the center of the universe but now there's like three or four branching options with what you can do with that like the atlas stuff so one of them is like instead of trying to get to the center of the universe and like going through a black hole to shortcut it yeah um you can do like the atlas version of that which is like you try and collect everything you can to gain like uh omniscience basically <laughs> like you want to become a god Jesus. or whatever um, but then there's also a third storyline to do with these kind of like weird flesh portal things that you notice on oh, certain planets. Very good. Much like That's my favorite two words put together. Yeah, I went flesh into this portal. I went into this building and I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh sweet dear god. <laughs> it was like abandoned building. And I was like, cool, maybe minerals and resources. And I go in and it's like there's like weird flesh creeping off the walls, and I'm like, oh. You're like I open oh, the I open good. the 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 um the terminal and it's like log corrupted i'm like reading like bit like fragments of this log and at one point it was like you know blah 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 blah, blah. and it gave me coordinates to like a crash ship that had yeah. like sent them a distress signal so i followed that and when i read that ship's log it the, it was like a another corrupted log but it basically implied that like something had latched onto the ship during like space travel and murdered him and that was why he like or like attacked him and that was why he crashed right and then that gave me to like uh, this the coordinates are somewhere else. So it's really interesting how the game kind of teases you into these different storylines. But because a lot of it's in languages you don't understand or it's corrupted, you kind of it's it's kind of like actual writing where there's enough room that your imagination does some of the interesting work. Like you kind of get to formulate some of that yourself. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, what if it was like some something to do with this flash portal? <laughs> like, I don't know what the fuck's here. Ooh. And then it's like, but then also like it warns you. It's like, hey, you can salvage this ship, but like you don't know if this thing is still here. And right. I was like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm gonna go. I'm fine. You keep, you keep it. I'm good. It's it's the kind of thing where it's like, if a game is ever like, you could salvage the ship, but like the might still be here. It's like there's a ninety nine percent chance that clicking yes is just like. 
boss battle. Fucking Pokemon. It's like it's still there. Yeah. But I feel like with No Man's Sky, you don't like unless you got a dope ass alien blaster, you're probably gonna get shredded. Yeah. Like regular Sentinel shred you for the first like twenty hours of game. Oh, the first thing I did when I played next was like get in and accidentally shoot a Sentinel. I was like, why did I fucking do that? I know what they do. But your brain was like, mm. my brain was just, that's a thing, shoot it. Panic. You went into like video I game mode. You're like, there's I, a baddie. It's like, it was like Doom or something. I was just like, it's yeah. a fuck. As you know, I think it was going oh, to. I think because I'd played it after I'd been playing a bit of Warframe. <laughs> my brain was just like, there's a robot there's flying a robot. in the Get air. Him. And fucking shoot it. Yeah. Um, I love that. There's like a third person. So my brain was just like, Space ninjas. Yeah, it was like do the flippy shooting. <laughs> do the flip and shoot the thing. Oh, in the that's air. funny. And then I was like, wait a minute, this isn't Warframe. I <laughs> slowly run away. <laughs> yeah, run away and forget how to escape stuff yeah. in that game, which I'm still bad at. Um, digging a tunnel is apparently the best way to do it. And you patch it up above. You, just you patch you it hide. The gross blobs like a bitch. And I think that's um, the. There's parts of this game that every now and then I'm reminded that it's No Man's Sky, <laughs> and I get like flashbacks to when we played it. Mm. And it's a weird feeling because, like, there's enough. It it almost feels like that some parts they've like legitimately polished. Like some things they've actually like fixed. They've made better. Um, but then, like a lot of parts, it's just, just the same shit. That, that's from the I, first yeah, game. That's the biggest issue. The from the original game, like the the digging is just horrendous. Like it's so ugly, and it just leaves these like disgusting fucking like inverse tumors on the ground that's what reminds me that's and why then you try to fill them up and you just get actual tumors it th- there's not like a button you hit which auto level stuff which it is just really annoying this is the fucking ground which like that's you should put that in your game you if you ha- like yeah you have like give me flat ground yeah that should be something that you can do but then like yeah then there's other stuff which i look at and i'm like wow that's actually really innovative for like any game so like a good example is like the base building right so you can build bases literally anywhere. If you throw a base computer yeah. down, you just build it. And like they were like, oh yeah, anywhere. And I was like, yeah, but people say that. And they were like, no, fucking anywhere. And then I jumped in. I was so I spent about 20 minutes this afternoon jumping into random people's worlds because you can just join random online yeah. games. And like th- this dude's base was nearby, so I went and checked it out. He had just like this fucking underwater base. <laughs> He's just like, it was on an ocean <laughs> planet sick. and had a base that was like at the bottom of this chasm. Yeah. And I was like, that's fucking dope. That's sick. And I was like, that's awesome. And then some other guy who had like, it was like connected where it was um there was the, at the top of the cliff was the main base and then this giant staircase that went all the way down the side of the cliff to the bottom base where wow. like all, where like that was where he had like all of his resources like all of his storage and stuff yeah. and the top was like where all the landing platforms were for starships oh that's tight and i was like that is so cool yeah like i think and then you know he he had his frigate in orbit above that pl- his uh not the frigate the freighter in orbit above i think the freighter is the big one one of them is a big one he, right. had the, he had a giant starship orbiting that planet jesus christ which was then he, he was then using it to transfer his different starships down to that planet to then offload different resources to put into this like conveyor belt oh he built oh my god and it it, it was like i was like <laughs> i was i just checked it out i was like i meant to take screenshots but i was so impressed that i fucking forgot <laughs> but like it's a game that i could see you know, if you had a Saturday afternoon and you had a few beers and two computers, you could just sit around for hours on end and, like, achieve some really cool shit together. Like, this is a game that, for me, multiplayer makes so much sense to the point where, does, yeah. like, you know, so we played for, like, uh, an hour and a half last night. Yeah. Uh, and that was really fun. 
But I was like, man, if you if you get through the tutorial shit and you get to like when you have when you both you, have a you frigate, sort of had the freedom, yeah, yeah, and you've both got like a decent starship because I, I still haven't been able to buy a new starship because I, I just don't have <laughs> credits. But like that to me is when the game gets really interesting because then you go, well, park your park your starship in my frigate. We'll warp to the next system, find a planet, build a base, have a good time. Yeah. That to me is like the the value in this game, or like or. We, we just fucking hang out in the frigate and we build really cool shit in the frigate. Like, there's yeah. some interesting options that this game has that I haven't really seen anywhere. Like, Space Engineers is dope and I really like that game, but it had that feeling of being, like... It's super finicky. It, like, you really have to fuck around it, to make a ship work. Yeah, and you have to know enough about actual physics and repairing yeah. stuff. Like, you have to actually... Like, it's, it's the difference between, like... Like in Minecraft, when you're just building a house, you're just sort of just applying creativity to build the house. Yeah. And, and if you're, if you're sort of, if you're doing like a more advanced thing with like the the feed the beast or whatever, it's like then you're sort of applying like you know logic and thinking about the process. Mm-hmm. But like that's like space engineers. It's like you have to do both at the same time. It's well, like because there's uh, no level of abstraction. Yeah, because it's, like, it's like you have to also create. You have to like make the ship look good because it's basically your house. But at the same time, it has to be functional and have all the all the right boosters in the right fucking place. And it's it's like you having one or the other. You kind of want you like having them both at the same time. It's like that's good for like if you really just want to like have that kind of game, that kind of like simulation, it, that kind of thing. No, that that is exactly you hit the nail on the head. It's sim versus like just just kind of creative. Well, goofing. versus like a game. Yeah, like because for me. This is going to be, like, an unpopular, unpopular opinion, but, like, there's only, v- like, very few simulators that I actually enjoy. Like, I appreciate Sims, and when I see a really cool Sim, I'm like, no, oh, it's really cool and really dope, and, like, I, I like the idea behind that. But we yeah. talked about this so many times with, like, the games that we played when we were doing Let's Plays. Like, I can't play a Sim by myself, because I get too immersed in the world, I forget that I'm supposed to collect 24... <laughs> Beazle boobles or whatever. <laughs> and Ben's like, get the fucking Beazle boobles. Why are you going off in that direction? Right, yeah. You know, and you get mad at me because I'm not doing the right thing because I'm like, but that's a pretty shiny thing. And you're like, get the Beazle boobles. The like, Beazle you know, boobles, yeah. There's a, uh, so, the Beazle simulator. But for me, No Man's Sky is the perfect balance. Between, it's like that Minecraft balance where I understand enough of how the game works and enough of its intuitive that if I ever get lost, I just open up my inventory and I click on something and I go, what am I trying to craft? And when you craft something that's really cool and when you when you achieve the thing you were looking to do it never feels like so minecraft has a tendency to be like you do the thing for the sake of doing the thing right which is what i love about minecraft so like you like what if you're talking about like so you know the old school minecrafters um like b00 for instance who or like kurt j mac where it's like they appreciated the game because they liked playing the game that was it. Like, there was no, right. like... They were, like, you know, b is, like, one of the best builders in the world in Minecraft because he understands, like, architecture and he went to art classes and he learned how to make stuff look good in that game. I feel like No Man's Sky is very much going to be the same thing for me. We're, like, we might only play this game for, like, the next month or two months. Oh, but, guaranteed. <laughs> but for me, it's going to be one of those games where, like, we can just hang out and do shit together. Just fuck around. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't... I, there's something about the idea of, like, when it's competitive or it's, like, high-paced or, what like... I like chill. Like I feel like Fallout seventy six. All we're gonna do is like build some sweet shit. Yeah. Because I don't give a shit about fighting monsters. I don't want to nuke places. Yeah. That I just want to. I just want to sit around and like make some chems and build a dope ass. Like if, if it's like if PUBG was just like purely co op or like oh PVE. Yeah. It's, it's just if like PUBG was purely co op and there was no there was threat. No. There's like no. Oh, 
maybe no threat, but like the threat was very easy to overcome, and there was no other people. It was just like you would just win every game because it's just like maybe congratulations. They, I feel like they made this game for me. Like it's just a chill out, yeah, meditative. Like fucking hang up your brain for a minute, hang stop analyzing stuff, keep forgetting what you're trying to build, and then make some cool shit. Well, I was because I was playing it in when I was playing it with you first. I was at my computer, um, but then when I didn't have a mic or a keyboard, I was playing it in my living room mm-hmm. on my TV with the Steam controller. Oh yeah, through the Steam Link. Um, and it's like it, it translates so well, like oh, just as a awesome. real chill, sitting in the lounge. I could see this game like, being like, well, because I'm gonna I'm gonna get a Steam Link for this TV, yeah. Um, and I got EB Games a holiday one for me. I just haven't been to them yet, but like I could imagine like sitting on this couch with a controller. Um, I got that janky ass jack in thing with my Xbox controller where it's a keyboard. That, that jack off thing. Yeah, the, the, the fucking the jack it in the bottom and you it's jack got the it fucking off whole and keyboard. It, and the, the keyboard comes out. Yeah, you, you, yeah. No, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, but, yeah. I, I know what they're called, but like, yeah, the, like the keyboard plug-in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't which, know if that'll work. It'll connect to my computer. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. I got a wire. Yeah, all yeah. my Xbox One controller. I got that dongle thing. <laughs> the dongle. It's called a dongle. It's an Xbox One dongle. Oh, um, but no, say that. Please stop being so sexual about your equipment, David. But no, like, it, for me, I think, you know, when you're talking about, like, what makes a video game work, if the game's objective is to immerse you such that you stop caring enough about everything else that's going on that you're able to, like, let your mind relax and you just have, like, to, like, enjoy yourself, not in, like, a... So, say it's, like, a like a narrative game. Right. So you're playing through an Uncharted the what's happening there is like you're becoming invested in that story and you you kind of are invested in the fantasy of that narrative what i like about no man's sky is that it knows it's a game but at the same time there's enough uh going on within the game without too much abstraction that instead of me being like what's my quest i'm like well what was i doing like why did i come to this planet i you know i'll check my log and be like oh i was collecting the ammonia for the guy and i go why is it oh yeah because my science researcher needs it it's it's different than being like, well, what's the quest? Do I need to go here and get this and come back? Like, yeah. it's different than Fallout 4, which I've been playing a lot lately, which is like, go here because this person sent you because you need the caps to buy the thing to get the better gun. To then, do- I feel like No Man's Sky, even though it has a bit of that, there's enough in it that I don't like. It's not trying to be anything it isn't. If I think that's what I'm trying to say. Right. Like, it when it came out, it was like, well, this procedural generated, blah, blah, blah. But that, like a lot of the procedural it. generations are kind of the same. Yeah, and this kind of still has that problem where like there are a lot of different planet types now. But one of my biggest gripes is there's a scale issue in this game. So in that, e- this is one of the big things that people point to in that E3 trailer they showed many moons ago, um, which was the scale of everything in that was much bigger. So it was like really tall trees and like these huge kind of yeah, like, yeah. Uh, uh, quadrupedal <laughs> kind of dinosaur looking creatures. Yeah. Um, and in their defense, like everything else now exists. Like when you get it, they. From the minute in that in that trailer when he gets into the starship and goes into space and like all of that happens in the game yeah. now, um, but the, part of the problem with the procedural generation is it means there isn't any game design in the levels. Like there's no level design in the no hang on sorry there's no level design that's just game design. Yeah. So one of the disadvantages that you have there is nothing ever feels quite realistic because like you never just arrive at a planet that has a big city, which is what you, would happen in space, right? Like, you never just arrive at a planet that, like, is all forest. Yeah. You know, they're all kind of a mix of, like, it's either really hilly, really barren, really radioactive, or it's got, like, a few shrubs, or it's completely ocean. Like, they still haven't quite found out what it is that they're trying to do with that procedural... Like, so Minecraft took 
nine years to get it right. Right? <laughs> they spent fucking forever being like, what's... And now they have enough biomes that when you spawn into a Minecraft world, it feels pretty realistic. Like, yeah. when you play Minecraft now, you're like, I can see how the desert became, you know, this kind of tropical jungle, and then it became the ocean, then the ocean gave way to... The, like, it feels natural. The biggest problem that No Man's Sky has is each of the planets is like its own biome. So none of the planets feel real because they feel like they're just a one thing. Whereas yeah, in real well, life... I mean, planets, planets aren't all just... all Well, no... Planets, you know, in their in our current solar system, they're either very just like all of the one thing, like all all an extreme, or yeah. they're like wildly varied. I think the problem is all that you find in No Man's Sky is the and wildly. We, we base that off Earth versus everything else. Yeah, well, because like we know that Earth, well, like Earth would be the like mostly ocean planet in No Man's Sky, because Earth is like all yeah. water. So it makes sense from a game design perspective to take that as inspiration, but because there isn't a layer of abstraction. You kind of need, like, something weird to each planet that's going to make you be like, I remember that one. And yeah. I remember a few of them. Like, I remember Paradise Planet, because that's that's dope. Like, Paradise Planet is, like, one of the most memorable planets, and it's, like, the second one you go to. Yeah. And that, to me, I'm like, that's because they designed it because they knew that was, like, a quest planet that you might need. And it's slightly different for everyone. Like, that's still slightly randomly generated, but it would be cool to see... And, I, again, like, I'm still in the early solar systems. And then the other thing they pointed out is there are... And this is what I want to fucking. This is why I want to play the game. Is there are different systems that you can only get to if you have certain really rare warp engine like modifications, like red systems and green systems. And apparently, yeah. those are ones that have like fucking insane yeah. buck wild worlds. Well, like you warp in and it's like the whole planet is like like the lava ones. And, yeah, it's like yeah. on fire and shit. Or like you warp into one and it's like a giant forest planet. Yeah, and it's like okay, that's a cool idea that you have to get better equipment to go see cooler stuff. But, like, also, it would be good if... But also, fuck off. Yeah, like, it'd also be just good if you could just <laughs> like, hang out. Also, yeah, places. fuck like, off a little bit. That seems a bit dumb. Yeah. And someone pointed out to me, because um, I was tweeting, I've been tweeting about it. I've been trying to tweet less. But I tweeted about it, and someone private... Uh, what do you call it? They DM'd me on they Twitter. They slid into the DMs. Uh, I can't remember who it is. I apologize. You know who you are. Um, they were like, hey, what do you think of No Man's Sky? Like, I know that you don't jump on Twitter, but I know that you probably get the email dings for these and we're chatting. I think they, they watch a few of our things. And I was like... Because I brought that up, I was like, it's really cool, but all the planets feel a bit samey. And they were like, oh, you should go off the path from the center of the universe and go, like, pick a direction and explore that way and see what you can find. Because apparently, like, the different colors of solar systems correlate to different things. So they've put in enough game design there where if you care enough to look, you'll find it. Yeah. But it's kind of that problem with Fallout 3 where because a lot of the the consequences of choices in that game were really subtle... If you fast travel too much, you think the game doesn't have, like, consequence of choices because you don't see it. Right, No Man's yeah. Sky kind of feels like the same thing, where because it is so big... Because it's a paradox, right? Because it is so big, the really good stuff, if you don't get lucky, you don't see it. And that, to me, is, like, kind of an interesting paradox of making a game like this where you want it to be infinite planets and, you know, it's, it's procedurally generated... But in that procedural generation, there is stuff that is better content than others. The natural side effect of that is because it is so big and some of the cooler content is rarer, there's a chance that in your entire time playing the game, you won't see any of it. Nothing cool. So you'll yeah. think it's a shit game. Yeah. But does that make it a shit game? Maybe. You know, mm. like, that's a, that's a complicated discourse to try and have about video games. Because, Makes like, it a slightly shittier game. Because that doesn't mean that you have another media. Like, if you watch a film and you go, well, that was shit, and someone goes, no, rewatch it. You can rewatch it and they go, yeah, check that out. Look at all these nuances you missed. And you go, yeah. oh, this is a really cool film. Whereas games, 
like because it is a singular experience that you're having that's a complicated thing to try and even like talk about <laughs> like yeah well my experience in this procedurally generated thing was worse than yours does that mean <laughs> the procedural generation is bad or just that we had a different experience and it's also that like with something like no man's sky with like the film it's just like yeah just go rewatch the film and here's the points where it's good with like no man's sky it's just like oh just play for some more like mm. you it's not like you play again because it's it's not really the kind of experience game has the bad end. stuff again till you get to the good stuff. yeah it'd just be like oh just keep playing and it's like no that sounds like a horrible idea yeah it's such a weird like we haven't really got dialogue for that in like a popular sense for how you actually like even talk about games like that which yeah. you think we would because minecraft exists i mean we do but it's like it's it's usually super banal it's just like oh just play some more oh it it got an update now it's really good oh, right. oh install these mods yeah that's it yeah absolutely <laughs> like those are the three options for like i didn't enjoy this game but everyone else enjoys it what do i think that that comes from like a problem though of people not wanting to like talk in a like because there is a critical conversation you can have about that game in a way that makes someone want to replay it with a different mindset. But it's so hard to fucking change the way someone's thinking that it's easy to be like, just put in the tall trees mod. Like, you know, like, that's an easier thing to do. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Like, if you guys have any thoughts, we would, I would, like, genuinely love to hear them. Like, if you yeah, had a shitty experience or a good one or, like, someone changed your mind about this game or we haven't changed your mind or we did. Like, I honestly, like, this this whole thing that's happening with this game has never really happened before in this way and I'm deeply fascinated by it. And I can't stop thinking about how weird this, this is. is. The, this is the first time I've seen on Steam a game be like overall very overall mostly negative in terms of reviews mm-hmm. and then like recent mostly positive. Super positive and being on the top It's normally like the complete opposite. It's like overall mostly positive and then like recently fucking everyone hates it because everyone watched the same video essay and they were like we hate we hate fallout new vegas or whatever it is you know or like Um, they've they did they did something to one person they updated the game and they've ruined it they removed the camel toe from PUBG. i'm going to give it a bad review although that being said the only other game i can think of that's had a similar trajectory would be like the division which started off mostly negative. The Division, Warframe, yeah. although that wasn't on Steam when it happened. I think um, it's really ambitious games that then actually deliver on that ambitiousness, and then they it's go... It's usually after, like, a yeah. good two years. And they're like, we did it, and everyone's like, well, we're not going to thank like, you because really? you promised you were going to do it in, at the start. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird one. But I, I would love... I'm probably going to keep playing this, even if no one else plays with me, because, like, I... And I don't say this often, because I don't... Like, I'm not a big video gamer. Like, I don't like playing video games. No. But this, for me... I find it very meditative. I really enjoy the kind of subtlety of what they're doing, and I would love to see them kind of take it further in an interesting direction. So I'm, I, I think overall, like I'm pretty, I'm pretty positive. I'm not like excited about the game, but I, I'm deeply fascinated by it, and I would love to find some more of the nuance in it as I play more. Yeah. Which I don't know. Like I think, if nothing else, curiosity is the thing that you should always try and do with stuff that used to suck. <laughs> like you should be like why did it suck like why does it not suck anymore yeah and they kind of nailed some, like quite a lot of that yeah. and that's kind of cool and I'm looking forward to like building dumb things with my friends and invariably we'll go away for 10 minutes and turn around and someone will build a giant penis that's yeah. gonna happen it's just you know that's just the, it's the, it's the nature of the beast it's the way the world goes yeah that's uh, not, not with the bang but with a giant penis building put that on cool shit. oh god <laughs> uh, do you have any recommendations for this week uh, I started doing audiobooks oh yeah how's that going good i'm currently listening to lord of the rings oh yeah because i haven't read the books yeah so i'm a fake nerd oh no it's it's, isn't that how you get like thrown out of um 
the nerd societies when you're like, yeah. oh, listen to it's like I I haven't read Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it's hard I'm to currently read. listening to the audiobook. It's hey, I mean the first one's good. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Up, I'm up to the shortcut to mushrooms. Oh, that's that's when it gets kind of wild. Yeah. and Tolkien loses his mind. <laughs> um, I've also been rereading that that first book because we're doing um we haven't worked out the exact format yet, but we are doing a book club coming up probably monthly. We're thinking. <clears throat> Um, I'm probably not going to be part of it. Me listening to Lord of the Rings has just just happened. Yeah, it's more for uh, Ben's it's, personal it's, growth as a yeah, person. This than, is more of just like I've yeah. been needing to do this. Um, I probably yeah, won't be on the book. It's, it's going to be me, Laura, and then probably Aaron or someone yeah. else, depending on the month. Um, we're still trying to work out a format. Uh, there'll be a post for our Patreon subscribers where I'm trying to... I, I'm probably going to do a video, actually, where I just want to talk about, like, the concepts and ideas I have and get you guys to kind of give me some feedback on that. Because, um, yeah, it's going to be complicated. Um, but I, I haven't really been doing much this week. Um, I, I've rewatched. I've been watching Archer for the first time, which I've been quite liking. Uh, I've also started rewatching Mad Men, because that show is so fucking good. I need to um, watch it. Like, I've been saying that, I think, every time you mention it, I say... one of the best TV shows of all time. Yeah. Like, it's better than... It might be the best TV show of all time. Like, I think it genuinely might. And that's like, I like Friday Night Lights a lot. <laughs> but like, Mad Men doesn't have a bad season or a right. bad episode. Like, it's so deliberate and nuanced and interesting. And I would love for you to watch it just so we could do like an hour long opera artist on it. <laughs> all right. Um, it honestly is. Like, it, there's, it, there is nothing. It, I'll put it on the list. Yeah. And it's a show that demands your attention because of how subtle it is. But at oh, the God same time, damn. you can kind of like chill out and get most of the stuff. But okay, then, good. Like so, uh, this because I, I was gonna make a video about this, which I still might do. Explain Mad Max. Uh, Mad, Mad Max Man. Fury. Mad Men. Fury Road. Mad Accountant. Max Four. Mad Men. Mad Men. Um. So there's a so like as an example, which I was Mad trying- Max is now a female, and the entire supporting <laughs> cast are males. It's just a just complete gender flipper. I would Road. love if they did that, and I'd then love that so much. Then the right would lose their minds. They'd be really happy and also really upset They'd be like, what to do with themselves. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, like, uh, as, a, as a quick quick example, I know this episode's going on, but uh, there's an episode at the start of season three where um, one of the characters who's, like, the head of the art department finds out that one of his employees is gay because they're sort of, they're in this hotel on, like, a like a work trip. Sure. And they're both cheating on their wives. <laughs> but one of the art director is cheating with a woman and there's, like, a fire escape. Like, there's a fire right. alarm. So they leave the building and the art director sees his employee with this man who he's having sex with. And they have a conversation on the plane back where the art director asks his employee about something else entirely. It's like an idea he has for the ad campaign. Um, And there's no explicit overtone that he's telling his employee that he knows he's gay, but it comes through in the subtext of the conversation in such an interesting and deliberate way where I'm like, how did they do that? Like, it is so (laughs) well made. And, like, so well executed on. And I think, like, if... I think if... if, if Yeah, I, it's one of the shows I think you have to watch before you die, which I don't say often, but, like, I think it genuinely is, like... Piece well, of better, better watch it quick. Yeah. Time's ticking away. I was going to say, tick, tick, bitch. I'm out of here yeah. soon. Um, but, no, yeah, I, I don't... That's it. Just Mad Men. Go watch fucking Mad Men. I, if I didn't give it to you, I don't know the fuck. Go watch it. Stop looking at me. Go watch it. Um, But, as always, where can people find us, Ben? Facebook. Uh, DCM Works Social. YouTube. YouTube.com slash DCM Twitter. At DCM underscore works. Patreon. Patreon.com slash DCM works. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Um, my no book's plug. out. I'm oh, my no, book again. Here's the plug. Um, you can buy my book. It's going to be in these for a while. Uh, Maynardtrig.com. It's like a young adult fiction, um, sci-fi, steampunk adventure story. 
It's pretty dark. It's kind of like Fallout meets Firefly meets, like, my own depressed fucking fantasy of, like, what if one was really bad? Mytwistedmind.tumblr.com. Yeah, hashtag... Uh, Wattpad hashtag uh, fanfic hero. Uh, no, it's. I think if you like uh, a lot of the stuff that we talk about, you'll appreciate a lot of the stuff in the book. Uh, it's fun. It's interesting. It's got some nuance, and it's worth a second read as well because there is a lot of subtext in it. Uh, you can buy that at maynardtrick.com. If you use the offer code AFA Pod at checkout, you get fifteen percent off the ebook. I checked it this week. Yeah. You get fifteen percent off the ebook. Um, which uh, gives you the PDF, or you can buy it on Amazon. Uh, it's on iBooks. It's in all the places you'd expect, and the audiobook will be coming out sometime in the next month uh, or so. We're in the middle of editing that one up to finish it off, so if, if you prefer to listen to it, you can do that soon. But to everyone that's bought it, uh, and to the Patreons who got their signed copies, thank you for all of your support. Um, really appreciate it. And yeah, uh, you can buy that there. And also, if you're a Patreon, uh, you can get an access can, well fuck that up you can get you one can, access and only you one. can get access to a discount code that means that when you buy the paperback on our website you also get the ebook for free um which Hooray. is a patreon uh bonus exclusive so you can do that if you're a patreon they know that but i'm just saying for, for anyone else keeping a score at home uh but otherwise if you want to follow us individually i'm at dcm i i'm at literal citrus and we will see you guys next week it was probably a song that reminded me of it, or I'd done an Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. Writing is definitely an isolating thing. From an yeah. outside perspective, that's weird as fuck. It makes fun. us look really um, mental. But that is because of what it kind of said about art. I did. I, that had fun in bits. There were fun bits. We went, and, we went and bought a value pack of straps. Oh my god, going. we did. There was a big lesson here to learn about storytelling. Someone right at the door right now who knocked literally in the last, like, five seconds of the episode. <laughs>